Hello and welcome back to The Open Book with Gabriel Penn. Those of you listening in for the very first time, the concept of this podcast is to have a podcast that shares writing tips with other authors and also brings in other authors so that we can promote them and also hear some stuff from them, some tips from them. And that's better, I think, for me as well. Because I myself am not an officially published author. I haven't self-published anything except, in the, except on the internet. And I haven't published any books through traditional publishing. So I suppose I can't really say of any experience I have besides publishing on the internet. But I am personally working on a book that is almost ready to be sent to an agent. And so here, when I'm talking, are just some things that I've learned through the process of writing. It's just from my own personal experience, so I would take anything I say with a grain of salt. But at the very least, it's going to get you brainstorming. So, with that in mind, uh, for the next couple weeks, I wanted to talk about world building in your stories. And especially if you're doing a longer story, and even more so if that story is fantasy or sci-fi, world building is a huge part of it. Obviously, just like any other bit of writing, there's dialogue, and there's description, and there's emotion, and complex characters that you have to worry about. And I've discussed things like this in previous episodes. But I think that world building is something that I really haven't touched on enough, and I really want to get in deep with that. So for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to go on different parts of it. But for this week, I want to talk about fantasy religions, because I myself am a fantasy writer. And this applies, I think, more than just to fantasy religions, but also to science fiction religions. And anything set in a place that is not Earth. Or even things that are in sort of alternate Earth, like uh, the City of Bone series, where they have all these different things going on that's like the fantasy stuff, and elves and fairies and such. And things are going to be a little bit changed when even slight changes occur. It's a butterfly effect. So... On discussing religions, here is my very first tip. Consider other religions on Earth as good building blocks. Now remember, this is just brainstorming, so this may be stuff that you've heard before, but consider this. We have a whole ton of stuff to choose from here on Earth in regards to religion. I think almost like 90% of the planet is religious in some way. I'm not completely sure of that fact. This is just me guesstimating. Yes, guessing, estimating. Holy word. Whoopee. Um, But my point is, we have so many things to choose from. We have religions where there is a central figure. We have religions where there are a whole ton of gods. Um, And you can definitely choose from other religions to make your own. But be very careful when you're doing this. Because I personally am not too much of the crowd where... I try not to offend every single person because people are going to be offended if the wind blows left instead of right. Somebody's going to be offended, uh, but something that you do, for sure. They may not say it outright, but they are. But be careful that you're not, like, being purposely offensive, right? Don't make something that's basically Islam with another name and then make them all evil human beings because... Human beings are very diverse in what we choose to do, and not all of them, whether they follow one religion or from one nation, are all bad, right? So, if there's a certain religion, unless it's like a satanic, like, 
or death-worshipping kind of religion where they all just want to kill people, right? It's some kind of sect or something like that. It, they're not going to be all evil. So you want to try to avoid those kind of stereotypes and things like that. I think that seems like it's pretty obvious to me, but it may not be so obvious to other people. And if you're making your own religion, um, here are some things to think about. What kind of religion is it going to be? Is it going to be based off um, like a one God kind of religion like we have in Judaism and Christianity and Islam? Or is it going to be something more off on the eastern side of the world where there is this whole ton of different gods that they have, um, like gods of the sun and gods of the moon? And you'll see a lot of this in like Egyptian or in Hindu uh, religions where there is a whole ton of different uh, gods that preside over different things. Um, you got to decide what, what do you want to do because that's going to affect your creation myths and it's going to affect uh, generally how the people worship. And speaking of that, how do they worship? Because there's a lot of different ways that people here on earth in different religions worship their gods. Think about it. We have, in at least in the old Judaism, when they still had the temple, we had them sacrificing animals on a burnt offering. And that is typical of a lot of religions, at least that were in the Middle East, uh, where they were sacrificing either animals or um, sometimes even human sacrifices. Um, or do they have something akin to like Islam and Christianity where they aren't sacrificing people, but they're sort of semi-sacrificing themselves emotionally in regards to doing worship like prayer and lighting candles and that sort of thing. You know, how, how do they communicate with their God? Because if there is a God in your world, there's got to be some form of communication there. There's got to be a back and forth, whether that's direct communication like in prayer or whether they have to uh, make amends for the wrongs they do or uh, try to communicate with them in some way like rain dances in some religions and things like that. There's got to be some way to appease the gods unless the gods do nothing, in which case there's really no point to worshipping them, right? So there's got to be some way of contact there, and you got to think of how exactly am I going to do that. And looking to other religions in this case is still a good idea because there's so many diverse ways of doing that between the different religions. And another thing that I've had to work through recently, speaking of worship, there are holy days in a lot of religions here on earth. And you think, well, is my religion going to have specific days that are holier than others? Because if you think about having the different gods, and different events and things that happen, you got to think, well, how do they celebrate that? Specifically, like in Christianity, we have obviously Christmas, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. That's a central figure of the entire religion. And there are a lot of other religions that do the same thing. In fact, uh, the date chosen for Christianity and some of the traditions that we have in it now uh, are loosely based off of things from other religions. For instance, uh, some of the Santa Claus myths that we have are loosely based off Thor. And you have to think about these kind of things because if they have a holy day, then there's going to be a lot more world building that you put into that as well. For instance, I have in my book a certain day called Phoenix Day, which is loosely based off Equinox uh, traditions. So for instance, how they celebrate that is there's a lot of singing and worshipping there, and they also have something akin to Christmas, but instead of um, putting a tree inside their house, which to me is still very strange. I don't really know why we decided to do this, put the tree in our house instead of just leaving it outside and decorating it there. 
Um, instead of doing that, they actually burn down a large dead tree um, and use it as mulch for a tree in the spring. And I thought that was a very interesting concept. And you have to think about why do they do this? Well, in this situation, remember I called it Phoenix Day. So they celebrate the phoenix because the phoenix is a very important symbol to this particular religion. Um, and especially with, you know, how winter turning into spring, death turning into life, they use that symbolism and they apply it to this equinox-like holiday. And speaking of traditions, food for thought. All right, so since we're talking about Christmas, because mine was loosely based off Christmas, and that's kind of the track that I'm going on with this, um, think about how the Catholics have a Mass, and most Protestant faiths have a Christmas service that they go to. Think about it. What, what do they specifically do? Because there's a lot of different things, different holidays that people are going to be doing. Like uh, for one holiday, I think in the Jewish faith, they used to build booths and stuff uh, that they would be in. And for the weekend on the Sabbath, which is sort of like a semi-holiday, I suppose, um, they would do no work. So you got to think about that sort of thing. And speaking of mass, here's another thing to think about when we're talking about religions. How does the hierarchy work, right? Because if there's a religion, there's got to be some way that it's organized. Well, not all religions, I suppose, are organized. Um, but for an organized religion, if you have one, which all of the ones that I have written are organized religion, um, there's got to be like a priest or at least somebody who leads in worship in some way. And how does that exactly work? Because now I'm thinking about in Christianity, we have a division of labor. We have the deacons, we have, um, the priests or the pastors, whatever we want to call them. Uh, in all religions... So far as I know, there are priests of some kind who help with people and, like, the communication with God. And in things like Christianity, where um, there's a more loose thing where individuals can pray as well, uh, that's not needed as much. But in other religions where, like in Hinduism, where they have specific, like, monks and priests and kind of thing that help guide them in their prayers and such you got to think about how that's going to work in yours. Is it going to have a priest or is it going to be more individual where people themselves can worship alone and they don't have to necessarily go through another person to communicate with a god or the god of this specific religion? Now, there's a lot more to making fantasy religions or sci-fi religions than just this, um, but I think that having a hierarchy, having... Uh, a set of gods having how they worship down is at least a good set of building blocks to making these different religions in both fantasy and sci-fi. All right, that's the end of this podcast for the week. This is Gabriel Penn signing off. Don't change that dial just yet, folks, as though I'm an actual radio person. Anyway, the point of the matter is, this is the last section, and this is called Recent Reads, in which I discuss a book that I've been reading recently. Get it? 
Okay, so this week's recent read is a story by Robert McKee. It's not a fictional book. It's actually a large set of writing tips, but it has changed my writing experience forever. And I think it will do the exact same thing for you. So adios, and to my American listeners out there, have an excellent 4th of July weekend.